By means of printing, the fund of knowledge accumulated through the ages is available to everyone. Printing zines has also been a major component of the information explosion. Welcome to Zine It Together. I'm Josephine Jay. And I'm Timotea Hayter. This episode is going to be a little different from last time. Instead of an interview with just one zinester, this episode we're going to be hearing from a whole lot of people. Last month, Timotea and I went to Phoenix Scene Fest, and it was so much fun. We're going to bring you, as best we can, right into the event. And then we're going to share some zines we picked up from Zine Fest. Yeah, Welcome yeah, to Zine Fest. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Good to see you again. I know, right? How are you? Doing well. Yeah. Are you? So you're just wandering around today? I'm just going to wander. Yeah. That's and fun. I mean, I'm also going to then put this away eventually and like actually get zines. Oh <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, hi Theo. Where are we right now? We're at Phoenix Zine Fest at the Nile Theater in Mesa, downtown Mesa, Arizona. There's many tables, lots of half-table vendors. Um, the energy is incredible. <laughs> Sorry, this is cheesy. You can like you can like feel the energy in the air. People are excited to be here. It's wonderful to see you all. Thank you again. I am uh, restocking mini zines because we've already sold some and the fest just started. So we've already had quite a few folks come into the table and I'm absolutely stoked about it. Hey, I'm Shelby. Um, I'm a local zinester and just general zine enthusiast. I just like, I want to talk to other zinesters. Um, how, I mean, it's so special that all of these delightful weirdos get to be in a singular building for a day, right? So just a chance to get to walk around and talk to all these different people who I find interesting and cool and talented. That's the best way to spend the day, right? So my name is Jay Armenta, um, living here in Phoenix, and I have created a couple photo zines shot on black and white film, uh, 35 millimeter film, um, all focused on uh, the Sawaro cactus. Uh, my name is Astros Press. Um, I've been doing this six, seven years since I was in college. Um, now I have like almost 15 zines. Um, I do a lot of comics, just illustrations, travel related stuff. I recently put out this cookbook, Family Recipes, this year. Ooh, chocolate orange torta. Thank you so much for selling me that cookbook. I am really excited to make the falafel. So I'm Damon Begay. Uh, I'm a, a comic book artist, and then I self-publish my own um, comics and zines. What is like Zine Fest like for you usually? Uh, it's hard. It's, it's a balance because usually I'm tabling, so it's a balance of like saving the money I made and then getting as many books as I want because I won't be able to see some of these people. So uh, it's, it's a balance, I think, because uh, I also need to be at my table, and I have a bad habit of leaving my table. You know, so. It's so hard uh, holding on to profits during Zine Fest. You just want to spend everything you make on everyone else's stuff. We have you covered. Oh my gosh, you look so cute! I'm, like, I'm so delighted seeing them on the toads. Oh my gosh, come back tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or bring a tote to see. Um, our friend Jenny there has a really cute tote um, that they just printed. 
the printing shirt. I didn't, I forgot a shirt today, but oh. I would love to record the sound of the screen printing shirts. Oh, oh my <laughs> gosh, yeah. The, oh, so um, do you see where those, those oh, printings yeah, are up on, there, the, yeah. on the stage? Yeah, head on up there and go get some, some <laughs> ASMR screen printing. Yeah. How are you? I have a question for you. Okay. Do you have extra shirts? Yes. Okay. What size? Large. Okay. If you have. Yeah, I got one. You want blue ink on the front? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Black, yeah. The black ink just wouldn't show yes. up. My name is Laura Loretta Lamaster. My pronouns are she, they. I'm sitting here with uh, one of our wonderful students, Ruby, and then also one of my colleagues, Jenna Hanchi, Dr. Jenna Hanchi. Uh, we represent a research collaborative at Arizona State called I4C, Intersections of Civil Critical Creative Communication. And I'm like an old school feminist, and that's where it comes from. So like late 90s, early 2000s zines is where it started. Uh, I moved here to Arizona five, uh, now six years ago, and ZineFest was brand new at the time, and so it was one of the few communities I was able to find people that politically vibed with what I was and who I was coming from out of state. Um, also, I just think this is the most uh, profound way to connect with your local community, and as researchers, we often get stuck, especially at a big monster like ASU, uh, inside of this ivory tower. And so this is, allows me to keep connected in community, but also be creative with the work I do. I don't know, Ruby, do you have thoughts on that? Like how you came to zines? I, I just think they're really cool. <laughs> I mean, it's a really cool way to like, um, yeah, spread ideas and art and stuff in a way that's like beyond like this sort of capitalist control that we're kind of all in and uh, yeah, just like, they're just really fun. <laughs> doing right now? Uh, I'm making a zine. I'm participating in the creative process. I am generating something with my own mind and collaboration with my good friend Gap. Uh, I'm making a zine called uh, Great Comebacks. Uh, it has a little piece of burnt toast on the front and inside is just uh, some the best comebacks you could possibly think of uh, to the phrase your toast uh, the toast is burnt. First page the toast is burnt. You're burnt. Currently working on a page uh, this toast is burnt. Your dad's butt is burnt. Seminal work here. I have two more pages left to do. Yeah, no, Zinefest was so much fun. We were tabling, we were selling our own zines, but also, you know, we went there the day before just to visit there and also record. <laughs> Shove mics in people's faces. Yeah. I mean, this there's this feeling I had, you know, uh, I went to LA Zine Fest and then Phoenix Zine Fest, Tucson Zine Fest, and I don't really table a lot of other markets. You do, but at a Zine Fest where, you know, you're there, you're selling your stuff, you're mm -hmm. selling your zines, but at the same time, there's like, a much deeper sense of camaraderie and community yeah. than simply, oh, I'm trying to make money. It's like always way more than that at a lot of zine fests, you know? Mm -hmm. And the best markets are always 
not exactly competitive. Um, I, I've never been to a market where I'd have like a competitor. Um, but at Zinefest, there is a very specific thing of like, oh, yeah, we're all kind of doing the same thing. Uh, just, you know, our own different versions of it. Um, and we're here to talk about it, whether it's to um, the public or to other vendors or organizers and volunteers. We're all just like down to talk about the thing we do. On a practical sense, too, like you can't go into a zine fest in this space and be like, I'm just selling my work. I'm, I'm here to make money and not here to make friends. Can you imagine yeah. that? Yeah. Oh, that, like, that doesn't work because no just... one's a company better, you know, then you're just the big a business and that's not the vibe of the space. No, yeah. Then you just kind of leave sad. Yeah. <laughs> friends, wow, what a sad thought. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's just, it's, it's so nice meeting like other creatives and like other people's work, like there's some specific things that are like inspiring me. And then, you know, I have a bazillion different ideas sitting on the back burner, Mm -hmm. but a few of them, depending on when I start seriously working on them, I have ideas on like how, like, oh, maybe this person, maybe I could ask them if they're down to collaborate with me on this Mm -hmm. idea. about some of the zines we got at Zinefest. Do we want to start with the one that we both ended up getting almost the same thing? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, where did I put it? Jesus. Oh, there it is. Betty Knocker's art. Uh, they're amazing. What is it? Erotic designs? Uh, kind of. They're working on a calendar? Yeah, or it's like kind of the idea of like calendar girls yeah. for each, each month. Yeah. Uh, during Zinefest, we both um, just have to like run around... And to see someone else's stand and quickly dart back to ours when someone approaches ours. Uh, we wouldn't really, like, converse about, like, what we were going to get from what stands uh, until afterwards. So we both ended up getting different versions of the same thing, which is, of course, the, what is it, lesbian garden witches? They're, like, they're floral. Yeah, so a lot of the, I think the overarching theme of like what are these calendar girls Mm -hmm. they're like horror movie adjacent this one was inspired more like a little bit by midsummer you know like the idea of this sort of like pagan which i also just saw pretty and gay (laughs) um yeah and mine is very spicy Ooh, can I see the spice? Can I see the spice? Yeah, I want to see the spice. Well, just go, are you sure? Oh. It's a centerfold. So you got the zine version. Yeah, I got the tame zine version. And <laughs> got Josephine spicy. got the spicy one. Ooh, yeah. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> just ogling over there. <laughs> I like the roses. The roses are pretty. Uh-huh. That's, that's where it draws the eye of the roses. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> just two gals being pals. Yep. Betty, if you're listening, I really like the uh, the pattern on the back, the little wallpaper pattern with the bunny. It's it's so cute. I want this on my wall. I oh, you got that one. Oh, of course oh, I got so this one. Nice. I traded it. Um, but yeah, it's called uh, "In a Place Like This." It's made by Shut Eye Press. Um, Angie at Shut Eye Press. Uh, shout out to Don't Angie. Do a dramatic reading. <laughs> oh, not the entire thing. Just a, a, a passage or something. It. Uh, I'm gonna describe the cover first. So uh, it is the cover is letter pressed, uh, so it has a slight texture. Um, the ink is silver, and behind the words is a slight uh, 
pinstriped silver on dark blue. And on the inside, it describes, it's the script to a very famous AMC commercial, which I was not aware of until they, this uh, zine was read to me, um, featuring Nicole Kidman. I think I'll just do the first page. Fade in. Exterior. A movie theater. Night. A rain puddle on cobblestone reflects the glowing AMC theater's logo, upside down and in reverse. A high, slick stiletto steps into the puddle, powerfully disrupting the logo, while also being a baffling choice of footwear for both cobblestone and the AMC. Nicole Kidman, like a sage wizard, slowly removes the hood of her raincoat and looks up in wonder. Nicole Kidman, voiceover. We come to this place for magic. The face-framing waves of Nicole Kidman's strawberry hair fall perfectly along her exquisite cheekbones while fog rolls in the background. A glint in her eyes, she glides forward with delight, confidence, and determination. Yeah, it makes that commercial gayer than it probably ever could have been. <laughs> Just the descriptions of Nicole Kidman throughout. Apparently that that commercial is iconic in the gay community, which flew over my head entirely. <laughs> I'm sorry, I am uncultured. Yeah, just let's go through that one's so cool the tiny little yeah so um this is from it doesn't it's too small to have a name on it pretty is that sure from baby yeah it's from baby yeah. um uh, i believe a tucson z maker uh it's called matchbook divination and it is contained in a little matchbook and inside is a tiny gold candle Three green matchsticks and a set of three miniature tarot cards. And that's supposed to be your little, you know, on-the-go divination. And if you want to accept the uh, future that these cards lay out to you, you have all the tools to light your little candle and... I don't know. I don't know how these things work, actually. (laughs) But it is very cute. It's so small. It's so small. These little cards are so tiny. Like, I think an inch by like a half an inch. It's a lovely little pocket ritual. I think we need more pocket rituals. Yeah. Um, I mean, we put out our little, I think just like the tiny zine. And we need more t- extremely tiny zines in the world, too. Oh, my God. I saw the tiniest zine at Zine Fest. It was like, yeah, it was just a little scrap of paper folded in half. <laughs> Time to have the size of my current uh, <laughs> tiny zines. Is, I, you get to a point where it's extremely impractical. It's like, it's a show thing, maybe a giveaway thing. But like, there's... You can't keep that. It's too small to like. You use it with your Lego collection. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to shout out uh, one zine I got, the coloring space zine. It includes stickers. Oh, uh, that's from T- by- TKH, isn't it? Yeah, TKH Studios. Uh, it's a very, very fun little um, kind of like craft scene. So there's some like, coloring sections, mm-hmm. um, all like loosely space themed. Um, so there's just like. It looks like here is some flowers, but in like little, maybe astronaut helmet. I don't know, little oh, little yeah, bubbles. That's so cute. With some space background, and then decorate your own space bedroom. Um, and then, ooh, a little space explorer. 
mm. out there on the moon or something. Now, these are all little coloring things, but there's also um, just little word search. This, this just like brings me back, right, to yeah. like, you know, elementary school days doing little craft, crafty things like this. Mm-hmm. And some more abstract ones if you want to like so cool. really play around with colors. And the stickers, which include a little sticker that says Space Explorer, which I got a little pin that says oh, Space yeah, Explorer. Oh, yeah, that's the one that's been knocking about the, the table for yeah, a bit. Yeah, somewhere uh, around here. It sure um, didn't knock it under the couch. At the Zine Fest that I've been to so far, I haven't really seen a lot of other game uh, creators. And I do want to shout out really fast TKH Studios. She has this little bread card game. Um, very cute. Um, but I don't see a lot of, like, tabletop role-playing game mm-hmm. designers at ZineFest. There's a huge online community. And honestly, they're releasing their work as zines, that, like, for people to print out. But it's so cool to see someone else selling their little game Ooh. zines. Um, I got a little game called Moxie, a quick TTRPG, issue number one. Now, the date on it says September 1993. And, uh... This was not made in 1993, considering the fourth printing is April 2023. (laughs) Uh, But this is like a little sci-fi game written and designed visually kind of in the style of a a game you might pick off of the shelves Mm -hmm. in the 90s. Um, It has some very fun flavor. It's kind of, it's set in the solar system in a near future, space explorers, no aliens. Um, but uh, let me find, oh yes, actually just on the back, the setting. In the year 2213, humanity is set out for the stars in search of knowledge and exploration. Earth has become a utopia. Capitalism has been banned on the planet. Oh. But unfortunately, there is a bit of a loophole Several huge corporations have taken to making their profits in space. No. They've become their own governmental entities with the ability to wage war and rule over their employees as they see fit. Our daring players start as the crew of a small freight ship, making the trip from Mars to a corporate station orbiting the Earth's moon, when a system malfunction makes their own ship destroy all their cargo. Now the crew must learn to survive in this world of interplanetary piracy or die trying. So the game is kind of like, there's definitely an anti-capitalist vibe throughout. Those are the villains. Like, you've got to stick it to the, to the corporations. Mm-hmm. There's an FAQ also in the back page um, with some very important questions like, um, you know, what will the in-game currency be used for? And just some little things to... Why is this so anti-capitalism, question mark? The answer being, LOL. <laughs> LMAO. <laughs> Delightful. Um, but it's so cool. Um, and also came with a little six-sided die uh, that it's customized with, um, with her logo for her little, um, her little publishing press mm-hmm. uh, in place of the one. And of course, also at ZineFest are not just um, creators and artists. There are also um, local organizations uh, trying to do good and create something good out of the world we're in. And uh, one of those was uh, Forte, uh, which is a local activist group who is currently working on uh, just spreading information on you know what's going on in local politics. So I picked up some of their zines. I've got Rent is Too High, Corporate Landlords, 
which is just about uh, all the things that are making your rent um, so unlivable. And it's got personal experiences from people in the community. So we've got like a few people from like Scottsdale and Phoenix and Tucson, as well as like actions you can take to uh, take a stand against uh, the corporate landlords that are killing us all. Uh, and also I've got Stop Book Bans, which is a little pamphlet about the history of banned books and like who they're currently targeting. We've been talking about a lot of um, art zines so far and comics. And I mean, really about like the history of zines, political zines are like the OG zines. Yeah, really, absolutely. Right? Um, you know, spreading um, messaging and even like earlier art zines are art. They're political zines, mm-hmm. right? We're, um, thinking of like riot girl zines and, um, um, but I think I, when I asked, um, the person who was tabling, she was like, uh, basically saying that like, yeah, like people have been making like zines are very accessible so it's easier to get this information out to people um and also easier for, for people to to make it yeah. to make that sort of pamphlet but also yeah it's also i feel like it's important to um think about how creativity is used in your politics like uh a lot of the political push these days is just like what are you most angry about uh it's more helpful to think about what world do we want to create for ourselves and our children um So I've got Critical Incoherencies. Uh, This is actually kind of a compilation. Oh, it's made by the I-4C Collaborative, uh, which is the um, Intersections of Civil, Critical, and Creative Communication Research Collaborative, working out of ASU. Yeah, an ASU project. And I think it's really... um, I think it's really cool. Like, academic research can be incredibly hard to parse and it's also often locked behind the paywalls of massive academic journals so if if there is some sort of like social theory stuff that you're interested in creating a zine about it like provides a very accessible way to get into that Mm -hmm. um so yeah this is a little passage from uh critical incoherencies Some things James Baldwin taught me as a white ex-Mormon queer settler by Ben. James Baldwin taught me to see the church not as a numinous vehicle that bridges the distance between this earthly realm and the divine, but instead as a religio-political organization with a history in real time and space. A history that is troublesome and violent. It is not only the violence that I find morally heartbreaking and enraging, a viscera that elicts a knee-jerk impulse to distance myself hurriedly from anywhere close to its influence, but also the blatant refusal to subvert and resist the violence by church leaders and members alike. And then further down, there's a little uh, quote by James Baldwin. If the concept of God has any validity or any use, it can only be to make us larger, freer, and more loving. If God cannot do this, then it is time we got rid of him. James Baldwin. Uh, so yeah, that's some lovely things you can find in zines. Uh, and I'd like to just uh, also note that on the back of this scene is a blank page uh, with just a very simple little statement at the top. Drawing prompt. Draw a liberatory future. What does a liberatory future look like and feel like to you? So in that is like a, you know, a compulsion to actually make something rather than just sit and think. Yeah. In addition, though, I think it's 
it is very important to be able to even imagine absolutely what yeah. a possible better future could be yeah imagine what you can create versus um just continue being angry about the thing that we're all angry about every week yeah of course i think there's something about the fact that you know living under capitalism the need to survive yeah makes it just really hard to to imagine getting to that much better place mm-hmm. but i think it just can be a really great exercise creatively imagining what that could be not Absolutely. necessarily worrying so much about like the okay and then we we organize the planning committee to do this and mm. then they, they and what know. is the absolute perfect ide- ideology that this future yeah, should yeah. have More like just no like, what what would be good for people like, yeah what could, what could i where do i want to live like yeah. actually uh, and it's it can be painful at times to just like think about uh, the future you want uh, because it be- seems so impossible in the moment, um, and we're all just you know spinning our wheels so hard just paying rent day to day. But if we come together, we can make something at least a little bit better. If you want to steal their prompts, to be like, hey, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Prompt for the day: uh, draw a liberatory future. Yeah, draw or, you know, make a little zine, make something. Or, uh, you just know. Just imagine. Yeah. Like, make something that helps you imagine what that future could be. Mm-hmm. Make a depiction of that future. Write a s- short story uh, about that future. Um, write a poem. Um, do a doodle. No, but I think that, I think that could be really cool. Part of the purpose of Zine Fest is just getting people together and sharing just the things they like. Um, the things they're upset about. And the things they want to do in the future. So, yeah, in that way, that is kind of a little bit of a glimpse into a liberatory future on its own. It's just a bunch of people who are able to talk about what they want to do. I think that's been, like, really important for me. Not just the Zine Fest, but, like, the sort of really open and collaborative space and community of a bunch of different artists Mm -hmm. coming together and just working on their stuff in a really, like, non-competitive way. The idea of competition in art is truly... Well, yeah, well, it's just the competition exists in capitalism. Like, capitalism yeah, requires it everywhere. The and idea of art in capitalism is an absurd notion on its own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's a great prompt. I do have another thing I wanted to say or mention, a prompt idea, which was, like, make a love letter to your community in some way, which is kind of, kind, of, kind of broad, but it fits along the theme of, like, yeah, community zine fest. Like, that was my thought. I was like, what could I make that would be, like, you know, like, ah, here's how much I appreciate yeah. the zine community, which I almost think like that is, yeah, they're, yeah. they're along, they're two sides of the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Imagining a better future is basically a love letter to the community on its own. Yeah. And I think that in imagining what that better future could be, it's probably going to include community in it. If it doesn't, I think we need to reevaluate. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, like, Thanks for listening to the second episode of Zine It Together. To support the show right now, go ahead and join our email list at zineittogether.substack.com. You'll be the first to know when new episodes will be coming out and who we'll be chatting with. You can also find us on Instagram at zineittogether. If you made a zine after listening to the show, please feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to see any zines you've created. You can find me at Elunis Press on Instagram and find my tabletop role-playing games at elunispress.itch.io. 
You can find me at Little Patch of Hell on Instagram and my website, littlepatchofhell.com. The music used in this episode includes Hello by Kirk Osamayo, Friends also by Kirk Osamayo, and Mermaid Butterfly by Soft and Furious. Thank you so much for listening.